Now Perlman, oh, Perlman's Perlman's loose got the right hand free. He's loose for the right hand, and he starts to retaliate, and down goes Nyland, and the two of them are hammering each other. Knights of Columbus, that hurt. It's old time, Marquette. Enforcer of all hockey podcasts. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit. The enforcer of all hockey podcasts. God help the fucking day if fighting's ever banned. There's a country will stop working on some fucking Hi everybody. It's the biscuit podcast. Hey, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. All right, guys. Uh, first off, I got to say thanks to Shane Guilfoyle um, of the History of Hockey podcast, and for those about to talk, for helping me with that intro. Um, I really like it. Let me know what you guys think. I think it's the shit. If you don't like it, uh, fuck you. <clears throat> A few things before we get into the episode with Joe fucking Bartnick of the Puck Off podcast. Um, you guys need to go to parkersplatoon.org, and you need to order their new uh, bracelets they have made. Um, they partnered up with uh, L.P. Kintz with uh, Parker's Platoon Limited Edition um, <clears throat> bracelets for charity to raise awareness for uh, the cause and the proceeds benefit Parker's Platoon. So it's for veterans, guys. Um, if you enjoy your freedom, go shill out the money. They're really fucking sweet. The, one of them is made with... a paracord and bullets at the end the other ones are beaded you can't ask for a better charity you can't ask to help better people than veterans and the parkers so make sure you go again parkersplatoon.org order that and order everything else don't be a fucking idiot <clears throat> also have to thank our sponsors at lucid float spas in mount vernon ohio go over there <clears throat> oh i need a little sip of a little bat not a sponsor but thank you for making beer Ah, go to Mount Vernon, Ohio. Go in there. You say, hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. I listen to the biscuit, man. Can I get my first float for half off? And they'll say, yeah, dude, you can. Because that's the fucking deal. Be like Joe Rogan. Go take a float. Go get stoned first and do it. But don't tell Chad you're stoned. Get stoned in the parking lot. Don't get stoned in the parking lot. Get stoned to your house. Then get in the car and drive there. That's what you need to do. That's power. That's fucking freedom. All right, guys, enjoy. Joe Bartnick. All right, Biscuit Babies, welcome to The Biscuit. Uh, special guest today, I've got stand-up uh, phenom, Rose Bowl legend, and uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan, Joe Bartnick. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Biscuit. Hey, thanks for fucking coming on, man. I appreciate it. Being from Pittsburgh, you were, what, probably born right around when the team was being born. What got you into hockey to begin with? Well, I got to say, I, I always loved hockey. My grandfather was an original Penguin fan. He was an original Hornets fan. He was an original hockey fan. Like in the 40s and 50s and 60s, he would go to the Duquesne Gardens and watch hockey. So then he became a Penguin fan. I remember them when they wore blue in the 70s and pretty much stunk. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and my grandfather would watch them on a black and white TV. and had A lot to him and, you know, kept pushing that, that love for hockey hockey forward that's really that's really awesome um and then being from pittsburgh i mean that's a about as fucking sports town as it gets you know 
So you don't really have a choice. Uh, yes, like I was, you know, uh, like the steel, like I was born in, um, I was born in 1969. So literally, uh, you know, I've only known three coaches for the Steelers, and that's the Emperor Chuck Knoll, and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Bill Cowher, and then Tomlin. So I grew up going to the Three River Stadium with Mean Joe Green and Lynn Swan and Jack Lambert and Franco. So uh, you know, the Steelers are like the Catholic Church in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, but, for sure. But the Penguins are legitimately a super strong number two, and among the people a little bit younger, among like my age and younger, they're the number one team in, in Pittsburgh, the Penguins, uh, around the world because of so many millions of people that left Pittsburgh in the Depression and stuff. Steelers are number one, but in Pittsburgh itself, uh, the and the younger people, like 35 and under, uh, the Penguins are number one. Definitely. Um the Penguins, to me, seem a little less uh, blue-collar than the Steelers, but it seems like that city has taken to them just like the Steelers. You know, like you said, if you're 35 and under, you're you're a Sid, you know, diehard of a Malkin fan, and that's your them, them's your boys, that's your team. And I mean, the Steelers are, you know, no joke too. Still winning. It seems like they're in the Super Bowl every three years. But what this Penguins team has been able to do in the last, you know, decade or so is quite remarkable. Um, and from where I'm from, I'm from Ohio. So when we were little, we didn't have a team. So it was, you know, up north, you could root for the Red Wings, which is illegal in Ohio. So a lot of people around my area actually are Penguins fans. And it didn't hurt that when we were little, you know, Yager and Lemieux were playing. So they they kind of got that that started here in my area. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Yarmir Yager is like, you know, he, he still gets on my Christmas tree every year. The only year he wasn't was the year he was the flyer. Um, you know, Yogs, I, I, I love Yogs. But yeah, well, the Penguins under Sullivan have become the, the blue collar team that Pittsburgh really, really loves. The guys that just, you know, guys like Rust and, and Sheary and Hornquist and guys will just run through a wall. I'm you know, glad we I'm, lost Kunitz, but he was in the original one. I think for a few years people were frustrated, um, you know, just because of the way kind of you know, kind of like the James Neal school of hockey, kind of float and float and then take cheap shots. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think everyone loves the. I think everyone loves Mike Sullivan's teams and the way the way they go. But I mean, obviously he hasn't lost the playoff series, so it's easy to be loved as a coach. But I just think everyone loves his style of hockey because for a few years there it seemed like they got too into like turning everything into a free skate like the ice capades kind of like what's happening to chicago now they have all this talent but in the playoffs it, it's not a video game you have to go out there and hit people and yeah skate hard. for sure um i was glad to see russ stick around it's been i mean you win two stanley cups in a row it's bound to be a harsh off season but i mean even with all the the people leaving and going on with their careers penguins still stand a very good chance to get back to the big show who do you see being the final four teams this year? Um, well, uh, to make your first, uh, the first point is uh, Rust is my favorite penguin, not named uh, Sitter Gino. So I'm uh, a <laughs> huge Rusty fan. Uh, I would have bought a, I would have bought, I would own a Rust shirt, uh, Rust jersey, but I just want, I want to make sure he makes it through the first couple months of the season. He, I, 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 you know, they keep saying he's trade bait, so yeah. Uh, 
But I don't. I personally don't think so because I think they know his importance. You know, he's Mister Elimination. But I've met him a few times, and just the greatest guy in the world. I I, I love Rust. They're like Rusty's my boy. He's a stud. Uh, the, the other one that really hurt because New Flower was going to go was uh, Cooney. Because yep. Cooney's got three rings with us, and Cooney's just the heart and soul. And he, and for what little money he took in Tampa, he thought he could stick around. But um, and then of course the flower. But at your point of the final four, you know, it, it, it's so crazy right now because you, know, you say, okay, well, the Penguins look amazing, but, you know, waiting or even getting the final four three years in a row is just, that's so much to ask yeah. for this team that you can't, um, but, 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 but we'll go with the, we'll go with the Penguins. I, I like Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay last year, you know, that they kind of had their moments of, uh, you know, just kind of did, you know, a lot of injuries and things didn't work out for them. Then they put on a charge. So I'll say Tampa. Um, out west, whoa, uh, you know, it's, am I going to bet again? You know, I, I, I'm not going to say Chicago for probably the first time in a decade. Yeah, right? <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, <laughs> I'll go Nashville, and um, I'm going to go the Ducks. I like it. I'm, 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 I'm still not completely sold on Edmonton, just their blue line. Right. Um, 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 I mean, I love, you know, if you listen to Puck Off, which I know you do, uh, you know, I mean, I love Leon Drysaddle. To me, he's Messier. And McDavid, McDavid didn't have a great playoff, but a good playoff. And they have, a, they, they have all the talent up front. But I don't, I'm not quite sure their blue line. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say the Ducks. I think yeah. the Ducks, their, their, their blue line is a little is mature. They're going to get better and better. They got to keep some of the guys that didn't lose an expansion. So I'm going to go Ducks. They're saying Dreisaitl's about to get fat paid too, like Ryan Johansson just did the other day. But I don't see them pushing out that much money. That was a crazy contract, in my opinion. And I, I think that's a solid four picks too. The only, the only question I have with Tampa Bay is obviously if they stay healthy – and if that if that dude and that Vasilevsky is what they think he is, I mean, uh, he seems untested so far, and he's got some big shoes to fill. Literally, you know, coming up behind Ben Bishop. So, and and the East, like I mean, with it's it's all up in the air. You know, it's it's hard to pick, and you know, you just kind of throw names out right now, and then kind of just get it in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, not that you put me on the spot. I'm on your podcast. <laughs> but, it is, you know, it, it, is, uh, it is July, so that was just that was just my guess. Uh, as far as the, uh, the Johansson uh, contract, you know, uh, you know, I mean, if he's going to be the number one center or, you know, on, on a great team, then he's going to get $8 million. Yeah, that's about uh, the I line, isn't only, it? I think he's only really played great for one season, so I don't know if I would have gotten the eight-year mark with him. Yep. But let me tell you this. If he's worth $8 million, Leon Drysdale is worth $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, man. I agree. Um, since you did mention the Ducks, I got to ask you. Um, besides Jared Bull, who's your favorite player on the Ducks? <laughs> well, I love I love Superman Ryan Getzloff. I mean, I, I think the one game the guy had a game winning goal. He took a puck in the face and had and had and had a son. His wife gave birth to his son. Like I mean, you talk about him. He's like four. Like I, I just love that guy. <laughs> uh, total captain. Total leader. Um, I, I I just love Ryan. 
Right. Getzloff. Uh, some other guys I like. Silverberg's cool. I, I, the whole team's just fun to watch. They really know? are. It's just a fun team to watch. They really are. Uh, you guys will have to make a new segment over at Pe- uh, oh, Puck. Oh, excuse me. Could be, and of course, the Pittsburgh kid, Johnny Gibson. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I forgot he is a Pittsburgh, isn't he? Yeah. You got to love that. Uh, so you're known as a, quite the Rose Bowl legend. Um why Why do you think that kind of tailgate atmosphere doesn't really cross over into hockey? you think it's because of the 82-game schedule or there's not really the parking lot set up like there used to be at these new places? What What happens there when people aren't partying like they do for a football game? Um, well, I think there's several. Re- I think there's many reasons. One is there is like 41 home games, so you can't go big all 41. A lot of people do. <laughs> but you know, I mean, as you can see in the playoffs, though, you know, the, it, 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 the games kept getting bigger and bigger. The parties just kept getting bigger and bigger, and streets being shut down. So yeah, I mean, it does. And remember, football stadiums hold like eighty thousand people. So right. Hockey's you know at eighteen to twenty thousand. So I, I think if you you know, you know, I I mean, it, it is winter. You know, I guess it is winter when it's some football tailgating. But yeah, it is a little bit different because football one day a week it's on the weekend it's mm-hmm. hard to get that fired up on it for most people on a tuesday night you know right well you get a little little crown royal and you, you you know you'll be heating up and the winter won't bother you at all you know oh absolutely yeah i mean i go big for all 41 number all 82 <laughs> but i <laughs> now uh last season you got to go to the stadium series if i'm wrong right Yes, I went to the outdoor game. Uh, yes, I did. How the hell was that, man? That's I think that's something great that the NHL, you know, continues to push forward, and I think it gets bigger and better every year. I know sometimes the hockey games aren't that great, but I mean, you got to kind of put that aside and just at, look at it at, in the grand scheme of things. Um, so, how was that? You were there the whole weekend, hanging out, meeting guys, uh, you know, talking to Penguins. What? What kind of atmosphere and, you know, how how was that being there on the ground level and checking all that out? Um, uh, the atmosphere is fantastic. He even got along with Flyer fans in the hotels and Whoa. around town. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's just such an event. It, it, it's amazing. I think on TV it may have lost some of its luster. You remember the first one when Sid's in Buffalo and the blizzard and looked yeah. like a Christmas Carol? Yeah, like you're never going to top that. They started off with a bang, TV, that's for sure. <laughs> I think on TV it may not be as great to watch, but it's such a great thing for the cities that are involved. Yeah, the revenue generated and just so I, I hope they keep them going. And they don't need ten a year or six a year, but a couple of years great. Um, as far as the game itself, I loved it. I, I was I had my press credentials, so I could have sat in the press box and I was dressed for the press box. And then an NHL lady I know came by. She was going to sit in the stand. It was like front row seats. So we all oh, absolutely. So I went down in the first period, and you know it's the Flyers, my only team I hate, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're winning. So I don't want to jinx them and get up and leave. Well, then if you remember, we went from like eighty degrees on Friday to like. 25 degrees by Saturday night. Yeah. I was freezing. I was literally shaking, but I didn't want to jinx them and get up and leave because you can't can't cheer in the press box. It's just just not allowed. No, no. It'd be a little weird, huh? Yeah, I thought it was done. So, So were you there with uh, Pro Hockey News then, writing? 
Yeah, I, I did some stuff for Pro Hockey News. I actually got my credentials, though, through the Trip Live Radio. I, I, I do some stuff for Trip Live Radio. That's awesome, man. That, nice that's stuff. awesome. And the great Rob Rossi helped me. So uh, Rob Rossi, a uh, great, uh, great Penguin beat writer and just an overall great dude. He helped me with the uh, – because I got some primo, uh, I got some, you know, I, I got a really good press pass. Fuck yeah. Uh, so you're from the East Coast, you live out West now. What do you think the biggest difference of the fan bases are, if there are any? Um, just, you know, from being in Pittsburgh and growing up in that fan base, and then uh, your sister team out West uh, and the Kings, is do you see any difference between how the people follow the game, or the love of it, the, the knowledge of it, uh, you know, any kind of difference in there? You know, the Kings have, uh, have, you know, there's like 30 million people in L.A., so the Kings have at least a couple million strong, you know, really, really big-time Kings fans. And they've, they've been around as long as the Penguins, so they're a diehard fan base, and they're very knowledgeable. Uh, you know, so uh, you know they're just as good fans as anywhere I've seen the hardcore Kings fans. Now, of course, you have your bandwagon fans in LA, and they're playing good. They're winning cups. Right. It's hard to get tickets, but, but uh, sports just in the East, it's just a different thing. It, it's 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 way more life and death on a daily basis yep. than it is out west. Like you said, it's uh, it's like our church, our religion over here. Um, because there's, there's not as much going on, you know. You you're you know it, it goes down from your grandpa to your dad to you. You know you watch them scream at their television. It just gets inherited into you. And I've seen it ruin, you know, my brother's weeks or you know my my stepdad's uh, whole day. You know, it's you know the Browns would lose or something like that. You're like, oh man, what the hell. <laughs> So I think I think oh, you're yeah. right there. I mean that is one thing too. Like you know, like you know, the games here. If you watch the Penguin game, starts at four thirty. It's over at seven or eight, and then no matter what, you can still go out and do my comedy sets, or I can do whatever. It doesn't ruin your whole day. And also, it's nice outside. So it's not <laughs> like, oh my god, we lost three one, and now I got to go shovel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Too, you get in your car I'm like fuck, 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 fuck. Can't start it up. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. Um, you're starting a team tomorrow. You're the GM. You got to pick between Jared Bull and Adam Oates. Who are you taking? Oh, I'll take an Oates. <laughs> I know. I, I say that I joke with you because you you say uh, Jared Bull's a chump. He's one of my favorites. So I've just got to give you a little shit on that one. And, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, you know, if he's if he's on your team, you're gonna love him. I, I, I just think like he's one of the guys they're trying to get out of hockey. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they, just you know, just just the goon that does stupid things, and then it's just like uh, you know, uh, not really needed, you know. Yeah, they're they're definitely trying to push that uh, out of the game for sure. Um, I really enjoyed that uh, the hundred hundred players better than Adam Oates. I thought that was fucking crucial. That was hilarious. That was one of my favorite episodes of Puck Off. That was great. Yeah, I could name a hundred more. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, people keep, keep texting, like, this guy, this guy, and I'm like, I only had to name a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to do it every year, man. That was great. Uh, who, do you, who, in Thank your you. opinion, is the best penguin, or the best non-penguin to ever play the game? Not named Gretzky. Yeah. What he did. Uh, That's kind of the, um, you know, the etched in stone, holy trinity. Most people, it's always Gretzky, Lemieux, Bobby Orr, and whatever order you want to put them. 
Yeah. And then you usually have Gordy Howe, Matt, yep. you know, around there, and uh, Bobby Hall, and uh, now Sid's jumping into that, Messier. Yes, know. I mean, Sidney really is. You cannot deny what, what he's doing. And uh, I actually wanted to ask you about this. Um, I'm sure you watched the NHL awards, and so they had the – the trailer for the new video game is called Young Guns Edition. You know, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Patrick Laine. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid ends up winning the MVP of the season, and they just kind of pan over to Sydney, and you see his face, and he's not fucking happy. And I was like, oh, my God, you just pissed off the one psychopath that you don't want to piss off. I mean, he might go for 120 points this season just so he can be like, okay, guys, I still got it. You know, I'm still Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I think he has a competitive fire. For um, sure. I, 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 I think that he I think he kind of enjoys those guys pushing him. I think so too. Work harder, you yeah. know, I think he I think he needs that. I think he wants that. I think so too. And he he can get some fire on him, man, you know. And you're not going to get to that level of a competitive champion without, you know, doing a little dirty shit here and there. So when they show it, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised in it. And Sydney's not afraid to go to the crease and score some goals either. Um, and I was worried, what was it, about two seasons ago, he kind of fluttered out a little bit. And then that World Cup started up, and then he just he hasn't looked back. Uh, and with Brian Reeves coming in, I mean, like you said, it's you know unheard of to go three years in a row. But if there's a team that can do it, I mean, they've got all the parts. Yeah, it just like it seemed like the whole team was in a funk, and then they got rid of Mike Johnson, and they got a couple faster guys like Trevor Daly and, and um, Carl Hagelin, and then they and then it was off to the races. Uh, and then Sid kind of rejuvenated his career. I mean, he, he was he was playing good. He wasn't playing amazing. And then a, a Stanley Cup, and then the uh, and then you know the uh, the World Cup of Hockey, where he you know uh, made Brad Marchand look like a, you know a Gordy Howe. And, then, <laughs> and uh, I, love, I love the rat though, but you know, and then and then and another cup. So you know, he's only he's just played amazing for two years now. And it seems like uh, Sullivan's really got it going on. Once uh, you know Blizma left and went back to whatever gas station he's working at now. Um, Sullivan's, I'm, I'm, you know, not a Penguins fan, but you can't fucking deny those guys. They, they've got, and you can't hate on him either. He's, an, you know, an American coach, and he gets them dudes to fucking play the the style of the of what the NHL is becoming now. Those guys are so fucking fast on that ice and so talented. It's it's almost too much to watch it sometimes. You know, your 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 brain's going, what in the hell is going on out there? These guys are freaks. Well, he, uh, you know, he's he's eight zero in playoff series, so that's like he's up there with Toe Blake. That's, so that's pretty. Re- when you start getting in with Toe Blake, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, you know, last year um, they got on a roll, and uh, they kind of found uh, fire in the HBK line because Malkin got hurt at the end of the year, and then he came back, so they had three lines. And other than the Capitals, they basically just stormed through everybody. Yeah. I know they. I know they had. The, they, they, the Tampa took them to seven games. Play defense once, and he'll be a fourth liner, you know, <laughs> as opposed to him playing with Patrick Kane. You know, it's a big jump. Oh, uh, that's fucking funny. Um, so you you actually play some uh, puck, don't you? You get out there and lace them up, and get out there and skate. Uh, I used to a lot more. I used to play every Monday with a bunch of comics in LA. But I've I've had triple hernia surgery about about eighteen months ago. 
and um, I just kind of lay low. And I don't. Play, I don't. I've only skated a few times since then because it's just too much. Uh, well, who's the? Who do you think one is the best comedian player, or uh, you know, uh, actor or whatever you guys play with? And did you ever get to play in different rinks when you're on tour? Because I know you're constantly going. Uh, you know, everywhere to do your comedy. Did you ever get to go to any rinks of, uh, you know, relevance or anything like that? Um, I've played in different cities, but I've never played like in the Molson set or anything like that. Right. So that answer would be no. Uh, the, uh, best comic hockey player is Ian Bag. I heard that on the, uh, I heard that on the live episode. I was, you know, it, he just, he can skate better than everybody or he's just got, you know, the, his complete game. Yeah, he played junior hockey. Oh, well, fuck. So, in, in Canada. Oh, and fuck. And he's a big guy. So, you know, he, I mean, he's just, he's just better than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any, uh, did you guys ever see any gloves drop in that comedian league? Uh, Tupper's flair, you know, but no one really gets into it too much, uh, you know, because it really is just. A bunch of comics, so you know most people are just like, "Ah, come on, man!" Right? Some people get fired up. For well, sure. I'm sure you guys are used to talking trash to each other. You know, at at that point, it's just you know another day at the office. Oh yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's uh. Does anybody ever run any film on those games, man? That'd be something great to get on YouTube. You know, see you and Burr and uh, Bragg out there just fucking playing some hockey. That'd be quite something. I know for years people were trying to get together and like have like a reality show about us, like all of us guys that play. But a lot of the guys that we used to play, um, and good for them, their careers all really took off to the point where we can't go out and get injured on a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, I still can. But a lot of the other guys. That, that's the other reason why it, it kind of started going away because it's like. What am I doing? I got to go away for three weeks. I'm like, I, I got I leave Tuesday at six a.m. Right. I go out and twist my knee. I'm on the road for three weeks. So you know, like, so kind of. But uh, you know, we still we still enjoy. It. But yeah, a few of the guys, few of the guys that uh, really kind of like uh, uh, roped everybody in. They kind of got a little too busy with their career to uh, worry about who's paying their skate like the twenty dollars fees every week. So <laughs> that's how it kind of fell apart. And then we got too many ringers started showing up. Yeah, you know, it's just like ah, oh, who's this guy? You yeah, know? Like, <laughs> I can't, I, I'm just. I, I, it ends up I'm offside the whole time because the game's too fast. <laughs> uh, well, I just got a couple more for you, Joe. I know you got to go up tonight. Um, where are you going up tonight, by the way? Uh, the Absolute Comedy Club in Ottawa. Also, oh, you're you're actually on tour now. I knew you're you're still doing your Toronto stuff, huh? Or can, Canada yeah, stuff? Well, I'm in Ottawa. Yeah, I'm in like a couple cities over. Yeah. How's how's the Canada tour going? Oh, fantastic, man! Just great fans, great people. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. I'm glad. That's that's really good. I wanted to ask you. Uh, I'm worried about Frage, man. He's picking Ovechkin on his All Star team. He's talking about Milbury after you guys just talked about him on the you know ten seconds before. Is, is he smoking too much pot, or what's going on with old Frage? Nah, Frazier's he's, he's in great shape, man. He's coming back. Uh, see, we're gonna have a fresh episode next week. Uh, so it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Now, Frazier's Frazier's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just messing around, man. I thought that that was funny shit on the live episode when he brought up the shoe incident. They're like, Bill or Bill Burr goes, yeah, we just fucking said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frazier. 
Yeah, Sage wants to have that one back. He, he didn't think he called a good game. That's why I thought it was so just funny. Oh, it was great. It was live. It was funny because we all wanted, like, the, the whole live episode was now we understand the live episode. It was like our first outdoor game. Now we got it. Like, we, we know what we got to we know what we got to do for the next one. Well, I dig it, man. I think that's a cool idea. Uh, I, I like the episode. but I mean, that's got to be something to hop onto. Like you said, it's your first one. It'll only get better. Um, yeah. Now, how did you and Frazier get together uh, to start Puck Off, the podcast, which is absolutely, hands down, one of the best hockey podcasts you can get. Um, I, I listen to okay. it. I, uh, thanks. Yeah. Well, Frazier is a, is a radio legend in the, in L.A. You know, so to the point where like he got to go in Hollywood squares and you know host game shows. Like Frazier is just the main man in L.A. And this and our original company Sideshow asked him to do a hockey podcast because the GM was a huge hockey guy. And Frazier goes, "I know just the guy because we used to do stand up together all the time." So that's how. That's how Puckoff came about. And is he a Michigander or is he just a Red Wings fan? No, he's, he's actually he's a half Canadian, half American. His mom is Canadian. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so that's why he loves that. And yeah, he's a Michigan guy all the way. That's Michigan awesome. Guy all the way, big Red Wings guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my wife, um, who is, it's our anniversary today, so I'd, I'd like to say happy anniversary to her. She's uh, from Flint, Michigan, so... In our house, it's all red and white. You know, Gordy Howe is, you know, never did any wrong. And uh, if I say anything, you know, I'm I'm sleeping outside. If I if I say any <laughs> shit. <laughs> if I say any shit about the Red Wings, but which, which is hard to say until the you know last season, anything about them. You know, going 25 years in the playoffs is you know nothing to shake your head at. Yeah, no, exactly. Just a great, what great do you th- franchise. What do you think about them going forward? I think they still have a long way to go. I like I like some of their young pieces, but uh, you know some of their you know they, you know I mean it's I mean you know losing Nick Lindstrom are I, 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 to me the greatest defenseman that I've ever seen play uh, the, the complete game. I mean I love Scotty Stevens, I love Chelios, yeah, um, you know love Paul Coffey, but I think just uh, you know, and Larry Robinson, but I, I think just, you know, year after year, excellence personified in Nick Lindstrom. So who's in him is a big deal. Um, you know, uh, you know, Mazarek never really did as good as he's supposed to. And then they're still, they still have Jimmy Howard, still their best goaltender. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, but I like their young guys. I like some of the young guys come up, you know, uh, Tatar, he's signed a bigger deal. I hope he can live up to it. He's kind of hit or miss. Uh, Nyquist, He's been nothing but a disappointment. Yeah, he's dis- so, uh, he's disappeared you know, completely. I, I think they got, I think they got a longer road to hoe, but their young guys are, are uh, the young guys they got are, are gonna are pretty good. I, I like some of those really young guys they got. So you know, like like double A, like that. You know, the, yeah. the first and second year guys. I think uh, I think they'll be there in a couple years. Yep. They got some growing pains. You had you know Larkin had a sophomore slump. I think Mantha's going to be one of their better players, and then uh, old. Todd Bertuzzi's nephew should be making some waves this year, so I'm excited to see him to get up in there. And I and, I, and it's yeah, better. Larkin's sophomore slump definitely hurt him, and I, I really like Mantha. Oh my I god, really like Mantha! I, a, think he, I think he's a, I think he's a winner. Yeah, so. he's a fucking but stud. Still only like three or four guys. They need about eight more, but uh, yeah. you know, 
<clears throat> the, the nice thing is, is their division is not is not impossible to kind of jump over some teams. So a break here, break there. Howard plays well. Uh, you know, they could be in the mix at the end. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I've never been a big fan of the the rebuild on the fly like that. You know, I, I'm always uh, you know just blow it up and let's let's restart. So we'll see how it works for them up there. Uh, but like you said, Nyquist is almost invisible. Zetterberg had a hell of a season last year, but these young guys and they're you know Tartar's going to have to to play like he's getting paid. I mean, Tatar, you know that's I was surprised by his contract, but uh, you know if he plays well, it's his consistency which seems to bother me. You know, well, yeah, well it's funny that that's what it is. It's like when you put when you put the numbers up, he is worth the money he's getting. Right, he always seems to disappear when it matters. Right, and I'll tell you when the witch left. I mean, that was a huge void to fill, too. Oh, you know, he's a God. Hall of Famer, so yeah. you can't lose uh, Pavel Daksu and expect no, you know, no, you know, you know, it just to keep a steady ship. So, I, I think you he... Know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, 25 years of making the playoffs. They're bound to have a couple years worth of that. Yeah. I think when Pavel left, he took the heart of that room with him. It, they just didn't seem right after he was gone. You know, it, it, something was odd, and... uh you get a new coach. You watch Babcock go to Toronto. So you got Blashill coming in there, and like you said, it's you're not going to make the playoffs forever. You know, it's it's almost good for the team to kind of to to reset and go. Okay, what do we got to do? Because we were making the playoffs, but you know, how far were we getting there at the end? You know. Yeah, I'm not sure Blashill's the answer either. No, nah, he's but he's I'm fucking. Not gonna, I'm not going to throw him under the bus just yet. I will for you. He's out of there. <laughs> to follow Babcock. I mean, look at Babcock goes to goes to Toronto, and it's just yeah. They they made the playoffs. I don't I, uh, uh, unless Blashill, you know, turns it around this year. I don't see him staying around. Uh, just because they, I don't think they'll give him the time that he may need to get it going. Because it's it's a. Uh, the way the the job is now, you you've got really like three years to get shit going, or you're canned, man, and you're out of there. Well, three, I know, and three is even, you know, usually it's two, right? You know, three's a, uh, you know, for the, uh, they'll, they'll give them three. I, I, I think marked improvement, so the division's better. Well, Tampa Bay's going to be better. Yeah, Florida's going to be better. K- uh, Carolina. Boston should be better. So if they don't make the playoffs, that won't be a crime. But they have to play better than they did last year, I yeah. think. Yeah, they lost a lot of games because they were playing like losers. They weren't, you know, right there a lot of the time. But, you know, uh, I, and I, 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 I look for the Hurricanes to make some noise out there in that, in that division this year. Um, I don't think they're any team to sleep on. in my opinion. Right. The Islanders are still kind of, I mean, the, the Islanders improved a little bit, but they, 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 then they lost Hamannick, so. Do you, do you uh, see you Tavares know, staying I, there I, all season? I, I think Carolina has a chance to, to move up and get in the mix completely, but I don't know. It's still breaking the top four. Yeah. You know, 
I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Get it, uh, maybe put him in a wild card, maybe. You know, that's that's completely right, possible. No, exactly. I think Jersey's going to be a, be a, a lot better, too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. It's, it, everyone looks like they have a decent chance in August. So, we'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens by Christmas. <laughs> that's, for, that's for sure, man. Hey, uh, do you think uh, just what, a couple quick ones, and I got, I'll get you going here. I know you got to get going real soon. Uh, do, do you see Tavares staying in New York all season, do you, or do you think he gets traded because of his contract coming up? Um, I think if somehow it turns ugly, he may get traded. But I think if things go the way they are, I think if everything stays the way it is, I think he's going to stay. Because I, I, I don't think they can afford to lose him for public. Um, you know, sediment in the media. I mean, I think if he walks and he walks and, they're, yeah. and, the, and the, the team is, you know, in, you know, in disarray in the summer, I think that's okay. Yeah. But I think if he, if he gets in a publicity fight with snow and then they argue and he's out in this in January, I think there'll be nobody in Brooklyn watching those games. So no. I think they need to keep him around. They're hard to fucking watch anyhow. That ice is dog shit out there. That stupid car in the corner. They've, they've got to do something out there. That The Islanders, yeah, I, they deserve more. Oh, absolutely. I heard they might be going to the Belmont. I mean, what they need to do is just go back to Long Island and build a nicer arena is what they need to do. I agree. I, don't know what the, you know. I agree. Well, last one for you here, Joe. Uh you know, I got Joe Bartnick on today, guys. Uh, puck off uh, host, uh, pro hockey news writer, uh, stand-up phenom. What are you looking forward to most for this upcoming hockey season, my man? I uh, just uh, on a on a. Uh, I'll give you two notes. Uh, one, this this is the glory, the golden era of Penguin hockey. Sid and Gino have surpassed. Mario and Yager, they've won three now. Um, you know, there's no complaining. There's no, but just sit back and enjoy the last few years of their career and enjoy greatness. The changing um, of the guard, as really. Fan. As a, and then as a, as a National Hockey League fan, um, just watching, you know, Austin Matthews is amazing. Watching Patrick Laine is amazing. Watching McDavid and, and, um, you know, dry saddle. There's just so much young guns in the NHL. It's just such a, the league's just in great hands as far as fun stuff. And then even the middle guys like to see a whole season of Steven Samkers. Well, I like to see John Tavares. Like it's just the hockey's. I just, I'm, I'm just excited. There's like 68 more days or something. I just can't wait. Yeah. It's very close. Uh, Joe, I can't thank you enough, man. Um, make sure you go follow the puck off podcast on Twitter um follow his uh personal account on twitter as well uh the morning skates man i want to thank you for doing those as well those are always fucking fantastic uh thanks man and that that was that's a brilliant idea man that you're you're on it dude you're a funny motherfucker i i'm so happy you came on and uh you know where else can they find you you're a pro hockey news and uh and then puck off and then your your, your yeah, twitter account there. My, uh, because sherry signed today i figured this is the last move Really, for the off season, for it's probably it now. So I'm going to do my off season grades. It's coming out in a couple of days on Pro Hockey News, and yeah, just just listen to Puck Off if you love hockey, which I guess you do listen to this, and uh, follow me on Twitter, or Facebook, and come out and see a stand up show. All right, thank you very much, Joe. Man, thank you. Well, there he was, guys. Joe Bartnick, the Puck Off Podcast writer for the Pro Hockey News, and. 
comedian legend, uh, super funny fucking guy. Can't thank him enough. Make sure you guys go hop over on the, the Puck Off podcast. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. Follow Joe's um, Twitter account, the uh, Joe Bartnick, at Joe Bartnick. And go follow the Biscuit, the Biscuit Pod. Email us. Thank you, Jake Mack, for uh, emailing me from Australia. I got a fucking email. Fuck you, Spotify, for never emailing me. Fucking dicks. Oh, guys, we're getting there. Like It's like 68 more days and we got fucking hockey coming. Unfortunately, Big Rand will be on soon. Um, and you're welcome. You know what you're welcome for? You're welcome for Scott Parker. You're welcome for Adam Scorgy. You're welcome for fucking the fourth line voice. You're welcome for my boy the beard. And you're welcome for Joe Bartnick. Go follow us, rate and review, iTunes podcast store, iTunes, whatever it's fucking called. Click and do all that stuff. Not Spotify. Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Um, We're on the Facebook. Go be our friends over there. And uh, we're on Instagram now, so go follow us there as well. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, Parker's Platoon, they have a special limited edition uh, paracord bracelet out now. It's fucking badass. It's camo. It's got bullets. Uh, do you ever look down at your wrist and go, hmm, God, my wrist look like a fucking piece of pussy shit. Not anymore. Not with Parker'sPlatoon.org. They will make you look like a fucking winner, even though you're a loser. Love you guys. Um, thanks for listening. You'll hear from us soon. Freedom. Hockey. The best